Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hello, I'm Kel Richards. Thanks for joining us. Nice to have your company. Jesus is our, our guide, our great guide on the great journey of life, our journey towards God, because Jesus is alive to guide us. Jesus is not just a historical character, but a living reality. Jesus lives to reconcile us to God, to bring us to our senses, to call us home, to lead us out of the broad path of destruction into the narrow path that leads to life. And all of this is true because at a a real moment in time and space and history, Jesus conquered death. And it is this conquest of death that gives us hope in the face of death and that establishes Jesus as the living rescuer and ruler. But did Jesus really conquer death? Is the story that he walked out of his tomb, that he came back from the dead, just a myth, just a legend? Well, that's the question we started looking at last night. And last night I went over the evidence provided by the empty tomb of Jesus. You can check out what I said last night by going to the website, and the script of last night's program is available on the web at www.christianityworks.com. www.christianityworks, as one word, dot com. But as well as the empty tomb, the eyewitness accounts talk about the appearances of the risen Jesus. People saw him, talked to him, on a number of occasions, over a period of about a month after his death. How can we explain these reports of his living appearances? Well, the first possibility is that the disciples, his first followers, lied when they claimed to have seen and talked to the risen Jesus. The problem with this explanation is that most of the early followers of Jesus suffered painful martyrs' deaths. In the years that followed, the first to die was a man named Stephen. He was stoned to death. Pretty unpleasant way to die, I would think. Subsequent decades, many others followed in his footsteps. Now, people will die for the truth. No one will die for a lie. Secondly, were these appearances of Jesus just hallucinations? Well, the problem with this theory is that hallucinations can only happen inside one person's head at a time. People can't share hallucinations. They happen as a result of fever or alcohol or drugs or mental illness. But they happen inside one head. Jesus kept appearing to groups of people, to a group of women, to two travellers, to ten men in an upper room, a week later to eleven, and on one occasion to a group as large as five hundred. Hallucinations cannot account for that. Third, was it just wish fulfilment? Well, the problem here is that the first followers were caught by surprise. They didn't hope or wish or expect Jesus to come back from the dead. In the garden, it was not the case that Mary saw a gardener and imagined he was Jesus. She saw Jesus and imagined he was the gardener. Look at the story for yourself. John chapter 20, verses 10 to 18. The two travellers to Emmaus didn't see a stranger and imagine he was Jesus. They saw Jesus and imagined he was a stranger. Look at the story. Matthew chapter 24 verses 1 to 35. The followers found the risen Jesus totally unexpected. Jesus had to keep on saying, it's me. There is no wish fulfillment going on here. The fourth and final explanation for these appearances is that they really happened. And that is the explanation that best fits the evidence. There's one final piece of evidence that Jesus came back from the dead. Namely, this radio program that you're listening to right now. Radio programs about Jesus shouldn't exist. Or, to make the same point in a different way, 
Think about all the churches scattered all over the place. They shouldn't exist. The name of Jesus should have been forgotten. Perhaps remembered by a few scholars who study the remote corners of ancient history. After all, the other religious movements from Jesus' time have all vanished. In his day there were groups known as Pharisees, Sadducees, Essenes. Where are their churches, places of worship? They don't exist. Those movements have totally died out. The various forms of pagan worship that dominated the Roman Empire have also died out. Why has the movement founded by Jesus survived? Why is his name remembered when all those other movements and their leaders are forgotten? Jesus should certainly have been forgotten because, after all, his death occurred after only a few years of public life, when he had only a few hundreds of followers, not armies of followers, and with his death those followers were depressed, disheartened, scattered. Most fled from Jerusalem, fearing the authorities might come for them next. They talked about going back to their old trades. They were, on the whole, neither rich nor powerful, mostly tradesmen and minor public servants. And as far as they were concerned, the death of Jesus was the end of it all. There is a useful contrast here with Muhammad, the founder of Islam. He died peacefully in his bed at the age of 62. By the time of his death, his followers had won a military conquest that gave them control of the whole of the Arabian Peninsula. And Islam had tens of thousands of followers. It is hardly surprising that Islam survived Muhammad's death. The point is that the beginning of Christianity is unlike the beginning of any of the other world religions. Only in the case of Christianity did the founder die young, leaving a small, frightened, disorganized group of followers who were somehow so galvanized that their faith swept the world. What happened to turn those defeated, disheartened followers of Jesus around, galvanize them into action? It must have been something Something huge, something dramatic, something powerful. Something like, in fact, Jesus rising from the dead. Because the followers of Jesus certainly became changed men and women. They became dynamos who spread the name of Jesus throughout the Roman Empire. Some 30 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, half a lifetime, that's all, the Christians had become so numerous and widespread that the Emperor Nero, looking for a scapegoat, could blame them for the great fire of Rome, A.D. 64. They had a dynamic power that turned the Roman Empire upside down. What gave them this power, if not the risen, living Jesus? The evidence is powerful that Jesus is alive. Right at this moment, as you are listening to this radio program, Jesus is alive. In summary, God has raised Jesus to life as the ruler of the world, Jesus has conquered death and now gives new life and will return as judge. The Bible says, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You'll find those words in 1 Peter chapter 1, sentence 3. So, the journey towards God is a journey undertaken with Jesus. The one who encourages, guides, helps, teaches and leads us is our Lord, the living Jesus. This is the key to reaching your destination and finding peace with God. Now, if you want to investigate this a bit further, there's a couple of books you can look at. One is a book called Journey Towards God, which contains all of this material, all of these scripts, the whole thing in one simple paperback book, Journey Towards God, available from any good Christian bookshop. Just get in touch with your nearest 
Christian Bookshop or call into your nearest Christian Bookshop. Ask for Journey Towards God by Kel Richards. If they don't have it, they can get it in for you, Journey Towards God. The other book to look at is a book called The Aussie Bible. Because the Aussie Bible will take you through the stories of Jesus in really clear, vivid, colourful Aussie English. If you've never read the Bible at all, or if it's a long time since you've read it, a good way to get started back into reading the Bible again is to read the Aussie Bible. And there is a special website, which is www.theaussiebible.com.au. www.theaussiebible.com.au. The Aussie Bible is one word. If you go there, you can read some chapters of the Aussie Bible on the website, find out a bit more about it. And there's even a web shop, so you can on on the web directly buy yourself a copy of the Aussie Bible. Tomorrow night, we return to this series, Journey Towards God, and we'll continue talking about how it is we make the journey, whether in fact there are lots of different ways to come to terms with God, as a Buddhist, as a Hindu, as anything, or whether there's just one way. We'll take a look at that tomorrow night. It's a big question. If you've got a friend who's interested in that, encourage them to be listening tomorrow night. Okay, And this series is drawing towards its close. Uh, within the next few nights, we'll be wrapping this up and then returning to our regular format here on Reflection. Now, our thought for the night. And our thought for the night tonight comes from John's Gospel, chapter 14, sentence 6 in the New Testament part of the Bible. Jesus said of himself, I am the truth and the way and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Until tomorrow night at this time, thanks for your company. I'm Kel Richards. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.